Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben and Jason here. The A-Team, I think we should call ourselves, mate. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, um, today we thought we would just run through uh, a quick podcast. Um, It's a successful auction versus an unsuccessful auction. I think that it's very simple to say that uh, the agents that are out there really don't understand the definition of a successful auction, mate. Don't you think that that's the case? Yeah, and I'm an agent out there that struggles to understand the definition of an unsuccessful auction, Ben, so... Yeah, hey, we're biased, of course. You've got to take it with a grain of salt. But at the same point in time, you know, we perceive a successful auction to be bids flying everywhere, you know, me up on the podium or out the front of the property, registered bidders and bang, sold! It's funny how the perception of what is successful is really the glory that comes from the event or the, the notoriety of of succeeding in in something you know it's 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 not actually the the backdoor information or offers or or traction that you're able to get or additional business that you're able to get be it listings be it buyers be it whatever it might be so it's funny you know i look at you know i look at an auction and its success in different tiers or different categories so you have the property that you have listed and the ability to generate interest firstly to then generate offers or an, an offer to then get multiple offers to then get an outcome of some description. Then you have the category of 50% of our auctions get unrepresented inquiry. So you have the opportunity then to help those buyers find other property or even represent, represent them on that home. So you have an additional lead source for buyers. And then you have another category, which is the ability to prospect around auctions and using that in order to grow your business in that neighborhood, your farm area, or your general sphere as well, and the marketing that goes around that. And so I think that when you break it down into each of those three categories, if you run the process correctly, and if you stick to the structure that's provided, you're able to get success and an outcome in every single one of those, or you should be able to get success and an outcome in every single one of those. Yeah. You know, we look at our San Diego auctions last week, Ben, uh, we had over 1,700 buyers through the open houses over four weeks of just 14 properties. That's an immense volume of people in comparison to traditional in the, in the current marketplace that we're in at the moment, which is certainly normalizing. Then that's 120 plus people through each property mm. during the campaign. That's incredible. 50, over 50%. I don't have the exact statistics, but very, very comfortably I can suggest over 50% were unrepresented. That's exc- that's, that's that's a phenomenal opportunity to grow business in, in what is, not a tough market, but hey, some agents out there are struggling with identifying what kind of market they're in. Yeah, exactly right. But I, I think that we, we struggle to not only identify in the marketplace that we're in, we also struggle to identify the success of an auction and why it is the perception of successes around whether or not it sells before auction or whether it sells on the day of auction. When the reality of it is selling before auction or on the day of auction, the only person that really feels good about that is the agent and also us, mate. Because the, the sellers don't care when it happens. They just care that they get the most amount of money possible. I think that that's one of the first things uh, that's, that's important. But I'd like to do a quick 
summary of what my perspective of a, of a successful auction versus an unsuccessful auction is. And let's say that you have a home where the seller's expectations, their reserve price, if you like, is a million dollars, $1 million. Now, we all know the three certainties in life, death, taxes, and people want too much for their homes in the beginning. So let's say that the public price, what we think it will sell for in the next 60 days, somewhere around that $900,000 category, okay? That $900,000 category where we think that that property was likely to sell within the next 60 days, right? So if we were going, if this was our house and we were going to list the property at the appropriate price point, we probably would list it somewhere in the, along the lines of $910,000 maybe, or $899 would be the ideal list price on this property. But the seller's never going to agree to that based on the factor that they want a million dollars. Now, a real unsuccessful auction, Jason, is not whether it sells on the day of auction, not whether it sells beforehand, not none of those things. A real successful auction is when the seller wants $1 million at the very beginning of that listing, when the public price on that property is $900,000, we go through four to five weeks of the auction process. If we don't get a sale before auction or on the day of auction, that seller then puts a traditional list price on it of $899,000. That is a successful auction because now they are priced accurately in the marketplace. They have real expectations of what's happened. They've listened to the marketplace. An unsuccessful auction is if a seller wants a million dollars for the property at the very beginning of an auction, you go four to five weeks, and then they list the property at a million twenty-nine. Or nine ninety-nine. Or nine ninety-nine. Anywhere around there. Or nine eighty-nine. Yeah. Yeah. That is an unsuccessful auction. Because we have not done our job and getting them to listen to the marketplace. Auction is a wonderful tool of driving volume of people to the door. Auction is a wonderful tool of getting real feedback and the definition of feedback is price. So therefore you can educate your client correctly with our weekly written reports, face-to-face -face meetings with them, making sure that they are taking in the marketplace. Because Jace, let's do a timeline of a traditional real estate transaction. Seller wants a million dollars. One million dollars is their goal, okay? And with that million dollars, where would you probably price that property if you were a traditional agent not offering auction if the seller wanted a million dollars? Where would you price that? Because I would go to say you'd price it. Oh, let's be honest here, mate. Okay. You're over promising to get the listing most of the time if we're really going to be honest with ourselves. So I'd say a million seventy nine. Oh. You're buying listings, Ben. I'll do a million. <laughs> All right, let's meet let's let's meet let's meet halfway then. Let's say it's a million forty nine. Sure. Yeah? Sure. That's what you're going to price the property at. Mm -hmm. Okay? Million forty nine. Why do you price it at an inflated price over what the seller wants? Because there's that room for negotiations in italics that they believe that you need or you believe you need as well. Yeah. Okay. There's an expectation out there that a seller has to counter. And again, we've done an episode on that, but uh, that is there is that insulation for that to take place. Now, let's talk about that insulation for a second, Jason. That now does not look like good value for money because us as realtors probably think that home is worth around $900,000. Yeah. We're not going to tell a seller that in a listing presentation, and you shouldn't because you will never ever get the business educating a seller in a listing presentation. Okay, now that property is inflated probably $150,000. So let's go through the timeline of this. We list the property, okay, we're, uh, we're at a million forty nine. 
Okay, now let's say that we've got some really good agents that we're talking to here. Within the first two weeks, if we don't get the response we want, we're gonna go back to the seller and we're gonna ask for a price reduction. Now the first price reduction, and this is historically known, is typically the smallest price reduction, just to tease the marketplace, see if there's anyone watching the property, and not to mention as well, that sellers don't wanna leave money on the table. Considering that our main priority is not to sell real estate, it's to manage greed on a behalf of a buyer because you've never met somebody that wants to pay too much. Manage greed on a seller's behalf as well because I've never met a seller that wants to leave money on the table. It sometimes can be associated with fear as well. They're fearful of making sure they get the most money out of the transaction. So we've listed the property at a million forty-nine. If I'm a good agent, I've gone back to them in two weeks if we haven't gotten the reaction that we want. And I've only probably dropped that too if we're lucky, a million twenty-nine. We're still well, well over what this property is worth. Not to mention we've lost that initial two weeks, which is the strongest portion of a property being on the marketplace to get high volume of people through the front door. We typically only have seven days to capture the local marketplace before it's already seen it. Those local buyers have already seen that property. So then the property gets stagnant again. And if you're courageous, you're back in front of them in another two weeks. But let's be realistic, Jason. It's gonna be another three to four weeks likely that you're gonna go back. Now, maybe if your seller is starting to listen to you, they may drop that price to $999,000, okay? Now, Jace, we're at week three or four. With auction, okay, if we've run the process correctly, we've already got our seller educated around that 900 mark within that period of time. Right now, we are still only at a million dollars. Let's focus as well, not so much focus, let's just allude to the success that can, 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 can come, excuse me, during that time frame as well. So if you set out running the process correctly and you're having these conversations with your sellers and we're getting that price expectation down and that price reduction down for if it doesn't sell before auction or at auction for that price point afterwards, is it, hey, as you're educating your seller and as that interest comes through and as those offers come through, that gap between buyer and seller gets less and less and less and less. And then all of a sudden, what happens is before auction or at auction, you have a deal. Yeah. And it's those that don't sell on the rare cases, obviously about 8% at the moment that don't sell, that we still have got that outcome at the end of it mm -hmm. in order to price it sharply so it moves quickly thereafter. Let's re-emphasize re what we're going through. A successful auction, okay, is if the seller wants a million dollars, the public price, what we think it'll sell for in the next 60 days, $900,000, and they price the property after auction at eight ninety nine. if we don't sell it before or on the day of auction. That is a successful auction. An unsuccessful auction, if the seller wants a million dollars, the public price is $900,000, what we think it will sell for in 60 days, and then they price it at nine eighty nine or nine ninety nine or a million dollars or a million twenty nine, whatever it may be, that is a failed auction. So folks, getting back to the analogy of a traditional listing, let's say you list the pro if a seller wants a million dollars, we price the property at a million forty-nine to leave that room for negotiation as they believe, that cushion, that buffer. Then our first price reduction, if we're being proactive, is in the within the first two weeks and we're now at a million twenty-nine. The next price reduction within week three or four, depending on how aggressive you are as an agent, you really need to look in the mirror because most agents won't get a won't get true price reductions within the four, first four weeks. Now, let's say that they've gone from a million twenty-nine, now they're at nine ninety-nine or a million dollars, whatever it may be, you're still only there after three or four weeks where the auction process, we're much deeper down. I'll give you an example, and this is not the greatest analogy in the world, so Jace, please bear with me. Um, I'm used to it, Ben. <laughs> you, you, like, you like steak, don't you? 
I do. Contradicting to the lunch you just had. By the way, folks, I need to announce he had tofu. Okay. I'm a flexitarian. A <laughs> flexitarian, that's right. <laughs> now, you like steak, mate? Yes. You like steak even more so when you go to a restaurant and someone just brings it out, cooked to your liking, and it's hot right on your plate, right? I do enjoy it. How do you think you'd feel about steak if you were at the butcher shop, you saw the live cow walking to the, the butcher, they killed the cow, they chopped it up, they skinned it, they pulled out all the bad bits, they did all of that stuff. How do you think you'd feel about that steak when you saw it hit your plate versus not seeing any of that stuff and just getting it brought out to you at the restaurant? Yeah, no, it's not so great. It's not market ready. When you first saw it at the butcher, if you see the massacre that goes on, folks, you are leaving a public massacre trail of what you are doing to your seller's listing in a traditional sense, going through a marketplace where you need to reduce the price a number of times. I think that's enough analogies for today, mate. I think it hits the point nicely, right? Auction is there to give you that that sweet price afterwards, that sweet result where it hasn't been affected. You don't have that trail behind it of blood, shall we say. <laughs> uh, whereas traditional, everything is out there. Everything is exposed. You can see the nastiness that you've had to go through to still list the property over price. Let me put it to you this way, Jace. Let's say you and I are competing real estate agents, right? You are listing a property in Laguna Beach and I'm going for that same listing. My first thing that I would do if I was competing against you and I knew I was competing against you, okay, one of the reasons I like to find out who my competition is, I'd go back to their last four or five sales, making sure they had that many. And if they didn't, I would point that out. I would. If you're but, also, but also, I would look at how many times that they'd reduced the prices on those properties to show the unbelievable trail of unsuccess that they led. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, do you want this to happen to you? I think it leaves a track record that if this business is truly about reputation, it's about getting property sold, not leaving a trail of breadcrumbs of complete failure. That's an interesting, and I want to segue that, and I'm just thinking off the cuff here, but even if you're going into an area, you don't know who your competition might be or who the other agents that are there, but let's say you're going into an area and there are a number of properties that are currently listed, pull up their history. Correct. Look at their a track record of price reductions or lengthy days on market. I promise you right now, they've either got one or the other or most likely both in today's market where they have long days on market, mm. multiple price reductions. So give the seller that and say, Mr. and Mr. Seller, almost all the properties in your area, bar the one that has started last week, mm. has gone through this history. Let us discuss this process with you mm. in order to avoid that for your home. Yeah, that's very, very good. It's a, it's a strong argument, really strong. Um, but... I think that, guys, leading back to what the entire reason for this podcast is, is the definition of a successful auction versus an unsuccessful auction. Only you can be the judge of that, but at the same point in time, don't be naive to this extent that a successful auction is thousands of people bidding thousands of offers beforehand because the only person that that makes feel good about this is you as an agent and us as an auction team. And ultimately, it isn't about us. It's about our seller's outcome. And if we truly do care about the outcomes that our sellers get, we will not let them sit on the marketplace with high prices for extended periods of time. We will help them understand the market so they can make an educated decision on whether to sell at market price or to keep the property. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Rethink Real Estate, guys. Look forward to the next one.